This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing? How are we doing? And welcome to episode 141, episode 141 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. Happy early Thanksgiving. Very thankful for all the Banner Banter Podcast listeners. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some awesome podcasts like Boston Uncommon, The Marky P Show, Those Girls You Know, Drinks After Work, It's Always Something With JD, Eat The Damn Cake, I'm The Promoter, He's The DJ, Burnt Toast, Let's Be Clear With Kayla, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Music You're Missing, and a brand new one called A Chance to Strive. Go check it out. Super positive, that one. Very positive. The complete opposite of this podcast, that's for sure. And of course, Big Night Media also has Big Night Breaks, Big Night Sports. Go down to the Card Vault down at Patriot Place, and you can also Go get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. Click the Big Night Media tab. Click the Banner Banter Podcast tab and get yourself a hoodie for the cold winter months that are ahead of us. Folks, we have a lot to talk about this week like we always do. I'm happy to be here with you. Happy Monday if you're listening on Monday. Happy Tuesday if you're listening on Tuesday. And happy rest of the week if you're listening after that. But the Celtics had a nice week this week. They went 3-1 and one, and they now have a winning record. Holy Mother of God, what a great time to be alive. The first time they're over 500 all season, they have a winning record. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It really is. It's fantastic. They beat the Cavs 98-92 to last Monday. Then they went to Atlanta and looked terrible and lost to the Hawks. And then they went to TD Garden and beat the living motherfucking shit out of the Los Angeles Lakers. What a night it was Friday night at TD Garden. I'm pretty sure... I'm still tired from that because I, I, I give it all when I'm at TD Garden when the Lakers are in town. Oh, that was great. And then uh, when was it? Saturday night. Second night of a back-to-back. Back-to-back home games. Very rare. Even as a season ticket holder, as much as I love going, it that's still weird to me to go to back-to-back home games. But, hey, I'm not complaining. If they wanted to do that seven days out of the week, I would be there seven days out of the week. And, yeah, they beat the Thunder 111-105. They are now 9-8 and on the season. They're tied for second place in the Atlantic Division with the Knicks and the 76ers. Who would have thought, especially with not having the Time Lord or Jalen Brown for most of the games this past week, if not, no, actually all of the games this past week, and they're tied for sixth place overall in the East. And, folks, they're only a game and a half out of the four seed. Okay, long season ago, we just had to be patient. It was running thin. They're still not that grip, you know, that great. They're good, but they're not great yet. But they got a shot. And then this week, two games at the Garden, two games on the road. Rockets tonight. If you're listening on Monday, T 
TD Garden, 7.30 p.m. Then the Nets on Wednesday, TD Garden, 7.30 p.m. A little uh, pre... What's the night before Thanksgiving called? What is it called? I feel like it's something. Like, I know it's like high school reunion night, but I feel like it's also something else. But we're not going to waste time trying to figure it out. And then they go to San Antonio on Friday to play the Spurs at 8.30. And then they go to Toronto on Sunday at 6 p.m. to play the Raptors. And I'll give a full breakdown of all that stuff in a little bit. But some good news coming out of the injury report for the Celtics. Jalen, Rob, a.k.a. the Time Lord, Dennis, Romeo are all probable and the Celtics tonight against the Rockets could be at full strength, which I think is a great thing. You don't really have to push Jalen Brown because it should be a very easy win. You don't have to push push the time lord. Maybe Dennis Schroeder can rest his ankle a little bit because he they did say he had like a, a slight sprain or twisted his ankle, something like that, because he was questionable for the Lakers game, questionable for the Thunders game, the Thunders game, the Thunder game, and yeah, so, and then, you know, Romeo, whatever, who cares? Uh, Hey, but the good news is, the good news is, we have our very first canter banter of the season. He's a man who loves to get a double-double, but when it comes to the Turkish government, he's in a lot of trouble. It's time for canter banter, baby. Yeah, folks, that's right. Cantor banter full 24 seconds because Cantor got 24 rebounds this week. He didn't actually play too bad this week. He filled in kind of nicely. I don't want to say great. I don't want to say good. Just he was okay. You know, he got the job done, you know, minus the Hawks game where he looked absolutely clueless, like he was Alicia Silverstone, just absolutely clueless. He's so bad at defending, but he's also so good at rebounding, and he was very good against the Lakers. I'm, I'm not going to talk about all the stuff that he talked about with LeBron or any of his political stuff where it's a basketball podcast. That's what we're going to focus on. And he did a good job against the Thunder, too. So 24 rebounds this week. You get 24 seconds of canter banter, and that's that. So let's recap the week, shall we? The Cavs game last Monday was really all about the defense, and Al Horford, who didn't play in the Saturday game against the Cavs, was, the, was a huge help for this team. Literally for everyday life, Al Horford, I feel like, is very important. The Celtics only allowed 92 points. It was, I believe, the sixth, the sixth time in their last seven games where they allowed a, an opponent to score 92 points or less, which shows that the defense is improving. And if you, if you remember my season preview, all I cared about was the defense improving because you knew the offense was there. You knew this team could score, especially with Tatum being one of the better scorers in the league, Dennis Schroeder helping out. As we've seen the last couple weeks or so, Dennis Schroeder's been very good at scoring the basketball. He's been a huge help. Hopefully Jalen Brown would score as well as he did last year, especially for the fact that he made the all-star team last year. And I know Jalen's been hurt, but when he has been playing, he has been scoring the ball very well. So to see the defense be like this and play like this and defend like this is awesome to see. Now, with that being said, I'm not very happy that Ricky Rubio scored 28 points and led everyone in scoring, but, you know, whatever. But Al Horford just had his presence felt everywhere. Scoring the ball, he had 17 points. Rebounding the ball, I think he had double-digit rebounds, if not very close. His defense was spectacular. Setting good screens, hockey assists, making the extra pass. The list goes on, da 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 But the offense was so bad in the first half. 
oh my god, just no movement, just seemed forced. But this was a game that I felt like Jason Tatum needed. And I and I, I know that's weird because he shot 7-20, but if you actually think about it, him shooting 7-20 and 35% is actually pretty good for how he's been this entire season before this past week. So I, I felt like in some weird... My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Way, which came out 11 years ago today. Shout out to all the Kanye West fans out there that love that amazing, amazing, oh, amazing album. Anyways, I thought that might have given him a little bit of confidence because the way that he talked after the game was like, I'd never doubt myself. I'm going to come out, I'm going to keep shooting the basketball, and I'm going to score. And I think he knew that seeing a couple shots go in during that game, even though he only shot 35% from the field, was a good thing. Now, the reason why I say that is because since then, he has scored 30 points or more in the last three games, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the Hawks game, Wednesday night in the ATL, I don't I don't know if they stayed in Cleveland on Tuesday night. I hope they did so they didn't get the Lou Williams wings and go into the strip clubs and all that stuff because this team does not need that. Uh-uh. Especially you, Marcus Smart. Uh-uh. No way. But you knew within the first three minutes of this basketball game the Celtics were going to lose. And in classic Celtics fashion, they kept you sucked into the game because they were down double digits. They get into like a three or four point game and then they're down by double digits and then it's back to a three or four point game. And they they just tried to beat a good three point shooting team. And on episode 140, I was like, you cannot get in a three point contest with the Atlanta Hawks. And they tried to. Now, the Hawks weren't that much better. I mean, the Celtics shot 11 of 41 from three. The Hawks were 13 of 37, but better shots could have been taken by the Celtics and the the shooting on this team, even though I just mentioned that I knew like the offense was going to be okay because of Tatum and Schroeder and Jalen Brown. But if any of those guys go cold, the shooting for this team can be a major concern. They need another shooter off the bench for sure. Josh Richardson has been fine. Peyton Pritchard, for whatever reason, just isn't getting minutes, and it's probably because of Dennis Schroeder, which kind of stinks. Aaron Neesmith couldn't hit the side of a barn the way he's been playing lately. He, I, he's just not comfortable, and it's uncomfortable for me because I, I was really hoping he would get Romeo's minutes this year, and that's not the case. Romeo's still getting those minutes, and Romeo's not doing that much better either. And listen, I know Jalen was out, and he's been shooting the ball well overall, but like... You can't score 20 points in the second quarter and then 22 points in the fourth quarter and expect to win basketball games. You just can't do that. You've got to score 28, 29, 30-some-odd points almost every quarter. Now, if you have one off quarter, fine, but you can't do that in multiple quarters. And here's the thing. Tatum started to look like himself. He scored 34 points from all over the court. He stuck some threes, got to the line, got some easy dunks. A couple cherry-picking dunks, you know, which was a little weird, but whatever. We'll, we'll take it. If that helps him his confidence, that's fine. It was lovely to watch. Now, what wasn't lovely to watch, I'm strict but fair, number 12, who started in this game with obviously Rob Williams being out, Al Horford moving to the five, he scored 18 points and had six boards. And he also played very well against the Thunder. Another double-digit game from him scoring the basketball. Number 12 has been shooting the three-point ball in the corner very well. Anywhere else in the court, he better pass that basketball. He better not think about shooting it. But number 12, corner three-pointers this year, I have no problem admitting it's been very impressive. But here's the thing. With the Celtics coming back at full strength, can he keep that up? He's not going to be starting. He's not going to be getting these like 20 minutes a game and guys are going to be leaving him open. Uh Uh-uh. This is a serious thing that we need to talk about because... If number 12 can continue doing this off the bench for this team, that is huge. 
That is huge. But can he be consistent getting less minutes? Is he going to try too hard? That's what I'm nervous about. But number 12, this past week, not too shabby. Not too shabby. I'm very, I don't want to say I'm very impressed. All I'm saying is not too shabby. Way to go, number 12. Way to go. But number 12 in that Celtics game, oh, I just said number 12 in that Celtics game. And what I mean by that is number 12 in the Lakers game, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have never been so angry at a Boston Celtics player during a Lakers game in my entire life. I feel like I'm going to spiral right now. He did not make me happy. He gave LeBron James no respect. He just let him be. He could, I, And listen, I understand. Grant, Grant Williams, yeah, I, I said it. He, he deserves a name this week, okay, because he played well. And that's it. He gets one name. Number 12, I understand, cannot keep up with LeBron James. Most players can. He's a freak of an athlete, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But he just let him just get so many easy hoops, backdoor cuts, not knowing that LeBron always goes to his right after a dribble, dribble, dribble baseline shot. Like, watch film for the... Oh, just poor double teams. It was awful. Now, if Ime asked him to do that and let LeBron James be, then fine, number 12 gets a pass. But guess what? I don't believe he did that for a second. Oh, my God. He was so bad in that game. He was so bad. Like, there were multiple times I was yelling from Section 315 every single time he walked off the court to keep walking into the locker room, and I gave him directions on where the parking lot was so he could just go home. He was so bad in that Lakers game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, thinking about it is going to really kill my vibe like it's a Kendrick Lamar song. But but we're not going to do that. Folks, let's break down the Lakers game real quick, okay? This is going to be the quickest breakdown ever. Fuck the Lakers. I love beating the Lakers so much. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It brings me so much joy. They were down 14. I wanted to jump off the balcony. And then a 39-point swing. You're up 25 at one point. You win by 22. Tatum plays bully ball. Tatum plays his best game of the year. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm smiling right now thinking about it, and I never smile. And that's the breakdown, seriously. Because I don't care how they did it. They beat the Lakers. There's nothing better than beating the Lakers at TD Garden. I'm sorry. The Bruins can beat the Canadians all they want. It's cute and adorable. But there is nothing like beating the Lakers at TD Garden. Uh, what else? Oh, we got the Thunder game. Quick recap there. Sloppy game on both ends. The crowd was just an absolute dud for a Saturday night game. Like, seriously. I don't know if people were exhausted from the Lakers game like me. But there was no energy in that building whatsoever. You know, we... It's weird because, like, it's a Saturday. Probably a lot of families were there. They probably had no idea who was on the court for the Thunder because even some of the people that I was sitting near were just like, who's Shea Gilders Alexander? And I understand that I'm a basketball junkie and all that, but, like, if you don't know who Shea Gilders Alexander is, like, that's not good. You're probably not going to know anyone else on the Thunder. But the other thing that I loved about this this game, and it was probably the really the only thing that I loved, they almost had 30 assists. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I love me some good ball movement. I really and truly do. And the Celtics were making all the right passes to get the open shots. the, The offense wasn't terrible looking. Now, they couldn't close out another big lead because at one point they were up 20, and then with 10 seconds left, they were only up four. It was absolutely unbelievable. And the bench guys couldn't break a full court press like they've never done that since the fifth grade. It was absolutely ridiculous. But we're not going to try and spiral here. But listen. To get open shots and 
to get Jason Tatum good looks, to get his confidence up, is lovely. He's going to the rim, playing bully ball, getting easy opportunities, layups, dunks, getting fouled, going to the free throw line. Seeing the basketball go in from the free throw line is huge for him. 34 versus the Hawks, 37 versus the Lakers, 33 versus the, the Thunder. So you figure, because of all that, he's going to win stud and the, he's going to win stud of the week, but he's not. I have a different stud and a different dud of the week. So you know what? Hit the music. And now, it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week. Okay, your stud of the week. I haven't really talked about him a lot so far in this podcast, and I know this is going to be pretty surprising with how angry I've been with him all season long. But Marcus Smart is your stud of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's wild. It should be Jason Tatum. But guess what? Jason Tatum should be dropping 33 versus the Thunder. He should be dropping 37 against the Lakers. He should be dropping 34 versus the Hawks. He should be scoring this many points, especially with Jalen Brown injured. Okay, so we'll see how Tatum reacts after Jalen Brown kind of gets settled and really gets 100% healthy. We'll see if we'll see if Jason Tatum can keep it up. I have faith that he can. It will just be interesting if he will. But your stud, Marcus Smart, let's talk about him. He shot 48% from the field, and he averaged nine shots a game. That is everything I need and more. Folks, Marcus Smart only took four three-pointers total between the Lakers and the Thunder game. Four. That's it. Not four in each game. Four total. I love that. I need that. He only had two turnovers in the Lakers and Thunder game. Total. One each in each game. Love that. He had 11 assists and only two turnovers versus the Hawks. Love that. He averaged eight assists per game this week. Five assists, 11 assists, six assists, eight assists and he rebounded the ball pretty well too he scored 22 points against the lakers this is the marcus smart we need this is the marcus smart we want this is the marcus smart we deserve and listen i know i've bashed him all year because if you're going to be getting that money and then yapping like that you better back it up and finally he's finally done it and he made a couple marcus smart hustle plays i'm here for it i'm all for it i love it oh what a great week by marcus smart keep it up keep it up for the love of God, keep it up, please. And you're dead of the week, folks. <sighs> Romeo Langford. And I'm just not saying that because number 12 played well. Romeo Langford, like, what has this kid done? Are we over him yet? Can we give Neesmith an opportunity here? Like, the kids in front of me at the Laker game were talking about how Romeo Langford is a walking bucket. The only thing that Romeo Langford walks into is a bucket of ice because he's always hurt. He's always putting his ankles in there. He had a good opportunity to get some good minutes against the Thunder. He rolled his ankle. It's shit luck. I feel bad for the kid. He he is made out of glass, and I legitimately feel bad for him. But he gets hurt all the time. He he averaged 14 minutes a game this week, okay, out of the four games. He averaged 14 minutes a game, which is not bad for, you know, a ninth or 10th guy on a team. He shot 12% from the field. 12. Marcus Smart's your stud. Romeo Langford, you're done. Let's talk about the four games this week real quick, and we'll let you go to enjoy your Thanksgiving week. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Very thankful for you listening every week. Spread the word, like, subscribe, leave a rating, whatever you want to do. Just support the brand. Thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. The Rockets game. 
pretty simple. Don't make this a trap game. The Rockets are one fifteen. Are one fifteen? The, <laughs> the Rockets are one in fifteen. They've only won one game. They've lost fifteen of them, and they're on the road. And it's a young team. And you're at home. Just keep doing the things that got you this winning record: good defense and good ball movement. Since November second, aka when Jalen Brown got hurt, the Celtics have the fourth best record in the NBA and the third best defensive rating in the NBA. So let's just get a W. Just do everything that Ime asks you to do and you should easily beat the Houston Rockets. Nets game, Wednesday night, big one. No Kyrie, I know, but it's still Kevin Durant, it's still James Harden, it's still someone in your division. Big game. They also don't have Joe Harris, they also don't have Nicholas Claxton, but they have Kevin Durant and James Harden. Kevin Durant has been playing unbelievable this year. He is playing through a shoulder injury, so it'll be interesting to see if he does play tonight because they are, I think, who, I think they're playing the Cavs tonight, if I remember correctly. Either way, the Magic have, uh, the Magic, the Nets have a game tonight. And if Kevin Durant plays through that shoulder injury, does, do they give him the Wednesday off and he can enjoy, you know, a nice little couple days for Thanksgiving? Who knows? But James Harden, he hasn't been getting to the foul line a lot this year. He has been as of late, but to start the year with all these NBA rule changes, he hasn't been really getting to the foul line. So how about we just keep it that way? Let's not foul him. Let's not get too aggressive towards him. You know, dribble, 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 step back. Don't hack him. He's going to try and flop, all that stuff. But the NBA rule changes are a good thing. Speaking of good things. Jason Tatum, I know I've mentioned it multiple times during this podcast, but he has played bully ball. He's finally using his muscles. He's attacking the rim. He's going up strong. And listen, they don't have a rim protector. They don't. Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, they really don't have a lot of height and a lot of size. Yes, I understand that Kevin Durant is an alien. He's seven feet tall. He will be on Tatum all night long. And it won't be easy for him. I get that. But the second... Jason Tatum looks around. My brain literally just stopped working right there. I'm sorry. But the second Jason Tatum looks around and does not see Kevin Durant, he's got to put his head down and go to the rim. He's got to. Now, they got a lot of NBA veterans on this team, a deep bench. They Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, those guys know how to play for sure. So Schroeder better be ready. Number 12 better be ready. Peyton Pritchard better be ready. Everyone better be ready. And then you also have James Johnson, one of those really high-energy guys off the bench, classic NBA veteran bench guy. Number 12 is going to have to match that energy. Now, what I mean by that is play good defense, rebound, try and jump higher than a Sunday Boston Globe. Try try to do that, Grant, please. I mean, Grant Williams caught. An alley-oop. I know I've just said Grant Williams multiple times. Again, he deserves it this week. He deserves his name to be called. He, but number 12, caught an alley-oop. He didn't dunk it because he can't jump over. I don't think he could jump over a piece of paper if he really tried. I don't even think number 12 can dunk. But he has to match the energy of James Johnson off the bench, for sure. And then Friday, San Antonio, Ime coaches against... Greg Popovich for the first time. Ime was one of Greg Popovich's assistants for a very long time in San Antonio. So that's a cool little story. I'm sure Greg Popovich will have some great things to say about Ime. And I hope that gives Ime some confidence to coach this team a little bit better. Because I'm still not on the Ime train yet. I'm, I want to be a part of it. I have a ticket. I'm just not ready to board. 
You, you get what I'm saying? Great. The Spurs, they're a young team. They're like 4-15, and 4-16 and 16 this year. Murray, kid's a great point guard. He leads their team in points, rebounds, assists, and seals. He does it all for them. Keldon Johnson, another good upcoming player. Devin Vessel, he's the second-year kid. They just aren't there yet. They have a lot of talent. They're just not there yet. But they have enough talent to beat you, for sure. But you're the better team. You should be winning this basketball game. And then to end the week, the Raptors in Toronto on Sunday. Celtics beat them at home a couple weeks ago. I know the Raptors beat them a couple weeks or the week before that. So if you can do everything that you did a couple weeks ago, that's a good thing. Don't let Fred Van Fleet get hot. Control Pascal Siakam. Be prepared for the athleticism of Scotty Barnes. It's a quick road trip with a couple days off afterwards. This is a game that the Celtics have to win. If they want us fans and other teams in the league to take them seriously, you can't. These are the type of games you have to win if you want a good spot in the playoffs. You can't be. We can't look back at the schedule and go, "Well, they played the Raptors four times this year, and the first three games they were one and two against them." You you got to win. You got to be three and four against this Raptors team. You can't lose to them for the rest of the season. They're they're a reasonable NBA team, but you're the better NBA team, so you got to win games like that. You can't let these type of games slip out of your hands. But hey. That's it. Episode 141 of the Banner Banter Podcast is done. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And yeah, we'll be back next Monday for episode 142. And all of a sudden, Christmas will be here. Bah humbug, whatever. Have a great week. Go Celtics. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.